0: Hey beautiful people, my name is Ori and welcome to A Million Questions About Life and Human Behaviour. Essentially this space is where I get to be vulnerable and honest with myself and share with you my personal journey to realising my purest potential on earth and in doing so I'm hoping that While I share my experiences, it sparks curiosity and inspired action within you to create the life that I believe your evolved self already knows is absolutely possible. Okay, so just the other day, I experienced a moment of anxiety. It was like, you know, that almost like gripping, anxious moment you may sometimes experience. And fortunately, I was able to give myself that space to reflect on what was happening. And actually, the way I was able to do this was through journaling, because some of you might know, I do daily journaling. But I mean, I have to say that now I think back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that's what was going on. And I hadn't realized it, Um, but I'm glad I, I got to understand what was going on. But essentially what I'm saying is that today I wanna to just share my own I suppose thought process for my fears. And it's a very recent experience I um, that happened to me and I thought I would share this is now this is not to say that my fear is now automatically gone and I'm never gonna get anxiety over this issue. I imagine it may come up in the future, but I was so grateful. That I got to work through it and genuinely understand the root cause to help me address and manage it better, because this is a big thing for me. Just reprogramming myself to um, understand my emotions and work through my emotions. But yes, ultimately today's topic is how do I process my fears, and essentially how can we go about understanding and working through any current, interna- um, international, <laughs> they could be international, any current irrational fears we may have. So for me personally, my personal experience, as I may have already said before, I'm currently a HR business partner. I w- this will be the first time mentioning, but I'm a HR business partner in a financial institution. And well, I have to say, I mean, it's been a very tough journey for me being uh, working in HR over the last 10, 11 years. And um, yeah, it's been a, a clash in terms of my personal values and alignment. But I have to say that I can't just completely dismiss my career in HR. There have been parts of it that I've absolutely enjoyed, But it's interesting to think back on what motivated me. To be honest, it kind of fell into my lap. So I'd studied psychology as my undergrad and I wanted to be an occupational psychologist. And I was like, yep, I love psychology. Occupational psychology makes the most money. This was back then years ago, by the way. Occupational psychology makes the most money, so I'm going to go for it. So I was very, like, intent back then on, like, I wanted to be an occupational psychologist. But when I was doing my undergrad and then my post, I found it very challenging to get into the field and it felt like it was actually already saturated, which I didn't realise. But actually, it's not that it was saturated. It was that there were few opportunities and you had like lots of people fighting for the very few and far opportunities in between. Um, But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Essentially, I'm just saying that while I've been in HR a lot of the things especially as a HR business partner um, there's a lot of things I've had to do for organizations which I just I feel really uncomfortable with and I don't align with it and even just observing leadership and and seeing how leaders will tell you that you have to have the growth mindset you have to be uh amendable you have to be resilient and you have to be this and you have to be that but they don't tell you why you need to be it um and they I don't know I feel like there's a lot of like deceit that happens in companies um but essentially saying all that to say that a lot of it over the years has just not fallen into my personal values and my personal alignment which I then found fascinating. And the reason I'm just talking about this and exploring this is because my most current fear, and it's actually, it has popped up in the past. It was uh, so full transparency. Um, while I'm transitioning from my corporate nine to five as a HR business partner, I have to say that me becoming more in tune with my spirituality, me doing daily meditations, me picking yoga back up again. I do notice, and I was having this conversation with my girlfriend and also my sister at one point, that I feel like the more spiritual I become, the more I increase my spiritual practices, the more friction I face in the workplace, the more anxious I I get going into work, the more resistant I become doing my day-to-day job. But I do have to acknowledge the fact that I'm still in this company, right? I signed a contract. I've said I'm a HR business partner. My job description says I'm a HR business partner. So if my manager asks me to do something, best believe I have to do it. It's a very transactional relationship, but nonetheless, it's a relationship. It's a relationship I consciously signed the contract to. So it's very... Selfish, but um, to a point, it's ridiculous of me to turn around now and be like, um, Well, this is out of alignment, so I'm not going to do my day to day job. And I do get this as a HRBP, like that was one of my frustrations dealing with employees on a day to day, where it's very evident that the person hates the job, hates the environment. But instead of leaving, they end up being this toxic energy where they they just cause havoc in the environment, right? They come up with all the... They literally just constantly complain with no solution, knowing fully well they'd be much happier if they left that job. But because they're very dependent on it financially, they're stuck. But then because they're stuck, they they radiate that energy not they may not intentionally do it but it's just like they just rub everyone up the wrong way um and just cause extra tension within the environment because they don't want to be there and I'm just sat there going like then just leave for goodness sake but it's funny and the irony is it's that now I'm in that situation as a HR business partner where I'm very out of alignment in the current company I work for I'm very out of alignment in the job I work for I I pride myself and I'm working towards being more being able to be more vulnerable with myself and with others being able to have honest conversations without feeling like I'm judging myself or actually not even about other people judging me but without me feeling like I'm judging myself And um, but also being able to just enjoy what I'm doing and effort effortlessly attract success as opposed to feeling constant resistance about my environment about the job I'm having to do about the responsibilities I have and also just being able to have fun and like I struggle I'm not gonna lie like it it does help having nice enough people, people who are just kind, gentle humans, which I have to say, I mean, that's one thing I've observed working in HR. Like I've made quite a few friends along the way, purely because a lot of people who go into HR, I find, or at least in my experience, they go in with very good intentions. They go in because... A lot of them I notice are very empathetic and a lot of them feel like they can help, essentially. They feel they're very big at problem solving. So I'm just thinking, and it's actually bringing a smile to my face, but a lot of the great people I've met on my HR journey is people who feel they can genuinely make a difference, people who feel they want to improve employee well-being, they want to improve the employee experience. But unfortunately, we get bunged down into... Um, the institution we're working in, and we then find that uh, it's all money driven as opposed to being able to genuinely um, influence the behavior of employees, to be able to genuinely influence the engagement and the employee experience overall. But that's uh, another whole topic that I can go into. But essentially, my most recent fear believe it or not was the fact that I I am being honest with myself and I noticed that because I'm out of alignment, I'm that person who I lack productivity, I lack inspiration. If I, if you're telling me to do something that's just against my value, if you're telling me to go um, manage someone out of the business when I'm just like, these are grown adults, like, let's be honest, we're not being, we're not having open communication with these people, we can't then turn around and blame them for bad leadership. So I'm finding that, again, like I said, the more spiritual I become, the more removed I'm becoming from the environment where I believe the emphasis is just on numbers and on money making and where HR we tell people we care about the people but we don't really and it's not because we don't want to it's because ultimately we have to do what the employer tells us to do because guess what just as an employer is paying every other employee the employer is paying HR so as much as we can convince ourselves that we are doing certain things for the greater good of employees There's only so much we can do, right? Our hands are tied as HR professionals, or at least I believe there may be HR professionals out there who may challenge me and tell me otherwise. But at least within my experience, I found that when I've had passionate ideas about how we can improve employee experience, it just gets tossed to the side and I just get wrapped up in office politics instead of actually being able to deliver on the ideas I have um, and when i've been inspired to go for it and like okay so what's my what's my passion i want to i'm big on my own well-being so let's encourage well-being like there's just been like constant stumb, stumbling blocks that just knock you down And as I've said, and I'm going to keep saying, I'm now in a space where I want my life to be effortless. I want things to come naturally as opposed to me feeling like I'm constantly having to fight for what I want because I'm surrounded by people who just don't align with me, align with my values. I'm working for employers who just don't align with my values. But I mean, saying all that to say, that's all well and good, right? But uh, I'm a fully functioning adult, I've got bills to pay, I've got responsibilities, like I do have to, I have to pay my rent, I have to uh, cater to myself, get myself groceries, look after myself and all of this requires financial resources. So I am very thankful to my company giving me that job and paying me every month. But again, me being me... I did find that on a day-to-day I was very, I was lagging behind on emails. I was a lot less responsive, um, to emails. I delay people would chase me for things and I just roll my eyes and just like, I'd feel that resistance building up within me. Like I really don't care right now about what you're asking me for. Uh, I really don't care about, somebody not being paid like I honestly genuinely like a lot of the issues or people whining to me and raising grievances and I'm just like if I have to hear one more grievance I swear to god like honestly like it's been challenging feeling very uninspired and feeling like I can't genuinely interact with people I can't fully engage on issues i want to talk about because I just feel like, well, nothing's gonna get done. So what's the point? Um, But me feeling like that, like I said, I, I do still have to appreciate the fact and recognize the fact that I'm on a transactional relationship. I've signed a contract to show up every day as a HR business partner. And I am supposed to be doing my job. The expectation is I, churn out those emails I close those ER cases I give HR advice and keep it moving and I and the expectation is I am responsive with my stakeholders but then how can I be very responsive with my stakeholders when half the time I'm just rolling my eyes at the things they say saying that to say that I acknowledge within myself and I self-reflect and I know for a fact I haven't been showing up as I should in my role. I haven't been a hundred percent. I haven't been putting in as much effort as I should. I delay responding to emails. I take my time and, um, I'm not, as proactive as I would like to be I'm not as productive as I would like to be so there was a fear in me like an issue came up that my manager needed to speak to me about and gave me feedback and guys I'm not gonna lie to you I had this like this you know that gripping fear that I was gonna get fired and I got really anxious about it So I stopped for a moment and allowed myself journal and I'm like okay I have to acknowledge this fear um, that I I feel like I'm about to get fired because I just haven't been as productive and as present as I should be in my job which rightly so it shouldn't be shocking if I get fired because even I know for a fact I'm not giving a hundred percent right but then I thought to myself but I don't want to be here so why would I fear being fired from a job I don't even want to be in and that's where my journaling journaling really came in and I had to really sit with myself and ask myself that question like instead of just like focusing on that I'm scared of being fired it's like well why am I scared of being fired and the first thing that popped into my head was by fear of rejection childhood trauma (laughs) i think we should start keeping a log of how frequently i reference childhood trauma but jokes aside one of my insecurities and fears i've noticed um from my childhood experiences is that fear of rejection and it does show up in all areas of my life personal relationships work you name it um but yes, so I then starting to decipher what was the root cause of my current fear of being fired. Knowing fully well, I didn't even want the job. So why would I fear being fired from the job? I noticed, number one, the what was like flying off in my head was fear of rejection um which like I said fear of rejection shows up in all aspects of my life right so regardless if if I want to be it made me realize that even regardless of me wanting to be in that group or not and feeling like I'm actually a misfit in that group I was still fearing being rejected by the group and then the second fear and I'll come on to like talking about that a bit more but the second fear I noticed is that the potential of being fired threatened my sense of stability even when actually the more I explore that whole concept concept of stability my job isn't actually stable I know fully well when I signed the contract so I'm on a fixed term contract which means it's for a set period anyway and is due to end shortly it's due to end like August this year so I know for a fact I'm on a fixed term contract so it, that job is not really stable but for some reason the fear of being fired triggered a fear of oh, where well, I have no stability if I lose this job I lose the stability and then it leads on to the third fear I noticed the source of this um this anxious moment I was having is the this threat that was being presented to me of potentially being fired was also threatening my sense of security, most importantly, my financial security, because I do like being an independent person. I like being able to cater to myself and care for myself. And I was like, well, if I lose this job, I lose my financial resources. If I lose that financial resources, I'm going to have to depend on other people and that's actually a very strong fear of mine having to depend on people and I believe one of that the reasons for that is because my observation over the years of my very young life um, is that I noticed that if you have to depend on people people can they feel to a sense the number one you owe them or there's just this sense of like i don't know you being indebted to them or at least this is the experience i've had i'm not saying this is how everyone operates but i just know my own personal experiences has showed me that having to rely on others is not the best and i've always like chased freedom in my life and just like because even yeah so take Again, my parents, for example, I believe the my parents is my parents parents' <laughs> my parents did operate from a very transactional relationship type um, format when when I really think about it. Because it's like I will give you love if you do the things I ask you to do. I will give you financial security if you follow my rules. I will give you financial security if you keep me happy. That's essentially the template i was given growing up and it's also carried on it's carried on even in romantic relationships right i will give you this if you give me this i will give you um i will give you affection if you treat me nice like so it's always been very transactional um so that's where even then me fearing that financial loss of financial security was me fearing the more i thought about it, it was i was subconsciously thinking to myself if I lose this financial resource I would have to depend on my girlfriend because it's like well I can't pay rent now can you help me out with the rent and then I'm fearing and again this is not me uh, well actually it's me making an assumption because this is not me saying this is how my girlfriend will react but in my mind I'd already convinced myself that if my girlfriend had to support me financially I would then feel indebted to her I would feel like I have to do things I don't want to do and it's not that my girlfriend ever said it it was just these were the thoughts going on in my head so you can only imagine how much anxiety I was feeling but I didn't realize that all of these were like wrapped under my original anxiety of oh my god I'm gonna lose my job like I genuinely thought that was my only and biggest fear like Oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. But really, the more I kind of like dived into it, I realized there were like additional layers, right? That layer of rejection, that layer of stability, loss of stability, the layer of loss of financial security. And then it got me to thinking, and this is why I wanted to share, because I can only imagine um, there's other people out there who may have experienced some fears, but probably thinking like, well, this fear contradicts, right? So it could be exactly my example where you're sick and tired of your job, but then you fear being fired from that job. And you're thinking like, why am I scared of being fired? Or maybe you don't even think that far. Maybe you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. So then like, you put in more effort, you put in more of your time and you invest your attention when really everything in that job is screaming for you to run away I wonder if you if this is something you've ever experienced and if you actually ever took a moment and if you didn't then I want to challenge you now perhaps take a moment to write down the fear or the threat that's presenting itself to you so take your time to write down what's the threat then take your time to acknowledge or recognize what's the fear you're feeling in response to that threat then take the time to basically analyze and challenge that fear so if it was like me where I immediately just thought okay I'm scared of losing my job then it's like okay so is there more behind that fear of losing my job because I know fully well that (laughs) <laughs> really I couldn't care less if if they got rid of me I do I could care less uh, but it's for other reasons not just for losing that exact job itself but the other thing I wanted to share is that I appreciate that and I this is where we have to be kind to ourselves and compassionate to ourselves and understand the uh, we are just humans experiencing life because when you think about it, fear of rejection, fear of stability and financial security or just security in general, I don't know if you're someone who's um, very into psychology, but if, you, if you've if you remotely read anything about psychology or you're curious about psychology, I would imagine you may have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs where basically it talks about how humans work through certain layers um of needs essentially to reach the ultimate peak of self-actualization so it's shaped like a pyramid and i'll try and see if i can link link it for you to take a look if you want to but essentially it's just it layers what maslow believes are the essentials for humans to thrive and grow and at the very bottom it it lists what's considered like the basics and one of that is just essentially security and when we talk about security it's like do you have a house to live in do you have food do you have water do you and I believe actually security and like what's considered the one of the most basic needs is affection affection of others and this is where I'm truly understanding why I've I've had this big fear of rejection so even if I'm in an environment where I know I'm out of alignment I know I'm a misfit or I consider my, myself a misfit I still fear rejection of this community And um, by community I mean this company I work for I fear that rejection because as humans we have a desire to belong we have a desire to feel like we belong to a group of people so it's for me I'm understanding the desire is so strong that it's like I rather belong or in my mind subconsciously I rather belong in a group where I'm a misfit than not belong at all I rather belong in a group where I'm a misfit than feel like I'm thrown into the cold cold streets like how fascinating is that I was just like I stopped and observed my own thought process and I was like, whoa, like it's crazy the amount of, um, the, the way our subconscious is wired, the way our brain is wired and the way we're driven by these internal intrinsic factors and motivators that we're not even aware because it's almost on autopilot to the point that we don't even know when something is impacting us why it's impacting us except we really give take our time to stop and reflect and this is why reflection has been a very big part of me for years and this is why I'm also encouraging other people to just just give yourself that time to reflect um and you will see like the wonders that that can do um, but also, stability is also Maslow's hierarchy as well. So, that sense of stability, where Maslow believes that for you to be able to self actualize and become essentially, I see self actualization as being the highest potential, the best version of yourself, essentially. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's been like, a modernized version of the hierarchy I I believe if I if I if I'm not mistaken that he may have added like an extra layer to self-actualization but in my in my lingo and in my world I perceive or I translate self-actualization to being the highest version of myself being the highest potential I believe I can be in life and ultimately Maslow's theory is that for you to get to that point you have to meet the needs at all the layers that lead up to that final point so stability is one of that but now I'm understanding that it's okay for me to desire stability but what exactly is stability well really stability is what I choose to be my stability right I can i'm learning that i am my own stability right if everything was to fall around me i still have myself and this is why it's become so important to stay connected with myself this is why it's become so important for me to do my daily meditation or as i call it my morning devotion with my additional activities um which i would have shared with you but this is why my morning devotion is so important now because I'm providing my stability, I understand I am my own home. So as long as I have me, I am stable. And then the security side of things, the financial security side of things, I am now understanding within myself that yes, finance is important, monetary resources is important, but the additional resources and the additional security that I'm finding very crucial is security of my peace of mind, security of feeling good about the things I do, the things I say. Like that's also important. Yes, money is important, but these other things are important, and I genuinely believe that if I allow allow myself to be secure in my beliefs, to be secure in how I resonate in the world around me, then. I will have an abundant life, I will be able to attract additional things and I feel like once I allowed myself process all of that, I'm still learning as I go, I'm not saying that this is my definite solution to you processing your fears and understanding working through your fears because and the reason I say is because some some of you out there may be thinking oh yeah but you're still in the job yes I am still in the job and like I said I'm transitioning so the whole point is just transition but I think even just allowing myself recognize and identify what was going on behind that threat made me feel better and i think it actually automatically changed like i was able to have like an open and honest conversation with my manager i didn't say to him dude i've been (laughs) slacking i didn't say to him dude i've been slacking on my job But it kind of kicked me up the backside and it made me realise, okay, so I may not feel this role is important, but what's important to me? What's important to me is that I realise my highest potential and this is a temporary discomfort to finally get into where I want to be. And I've promised myself, and I want to keep that promise, that I will see this contract through till the end, which is um, August. But following on from that... I want to be in a space where I can fully start to do the other things I love um, and practical. I'm also a very practical person. I'm not someone who's just going to say something and not drop the practical side of it. But what that, what I mean by that is I've been saving as much as I can during this uh, Fix Them contract. I've said to myself that if I absolutely have to, following on from August, I could just set, set myself up as a HR consultant but on that I'd reduce my hours and work part-time because again part of my journey is to eventually get to a space where I only work three days a week like screwed us pushing for a three-day weekend I want a four-day weekend I've decided so it's just I I'm finding ways where I can slowly wean out my old life. I can slowly wean out my way of life um, and bring in, gradually bring in the new things and acknowledge with myself that, okay, so even if I did get fired today, should i be upset about it no because i i i take full accountability of my actions and i know fully within myself that i've not been the best version of myself in this job so i shouldn't be surprised if i get fired essentially and that made me feel so much better and so much lighter and i just could feel my anxiety like this this is Dissipate, <laughs> guys. Is how you pronounce it. I like using big words, but sometimes I struggle to pronounce it. I'm still gonna use it. I could just feel my anxiety like melting away, and then I got to a point like it's okay if I did get fired because yeah, like I don't even want to be here anyway. And I was able to then feel good about it, but not. I don't want to be here anyway in like a negative, um, destructive way. Like oh, forget you if you fire me. I don't care. No, I'm like. Well, actually, it makes sense if I get fired because I'm not being 100% productive. And the reason I'm not being 100% productive is because I'm out of alignment. So I should take that accountability and I should accept the responsibility of not fully showing up, right? So I found that interesting and it was, it was a, I liked it. I liked that, like, um, that reflective moment for me and I found it um, somewhat somewhat comical that something that appeared to be such a threat to the point where I was like so scared I was able to work through it and actually truly start to trace back the source and understand that it's really not the end of the world um, if I did get fired. So it's making me want to now throw the question back at you. Um, How have you been processing your fears? Have you been giving yourself time to understand and work through um, any fear you may have had, any threat, any threat you may have had which caused a fear to be triggered within you? If you have, I'm curious to hear about it. I'm curious for you to share your thoughts. And I wonder if you've had a similar experience to me where <laughs> the more you thought about it, the more you realise it's actually not as um, gripping as as I thought it should be. And it's like, why am I worried, essentially? But yes, that was, um yeah, <laughs> I'm just laughing, like, and it, I think it's good to be lighthearted, right? I'm laughing at myself, not because I, I'm feeling the... What I was feeling wasn't um, important and wasn't wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal, and it genuinely felt uh, like a crippling fear in that moment. I was feeling it, and it was impacting my life. It was impacting how I was how I was responding to the things around me. But it's comical in the sense that the more I thought about it, the more I realized like what what was I so worried about? Anyways, guys, I'm sure you hear if i did eventually get fired (laughs) so far so good touch wood i've tried to pick my socks up and try and at least be as present as i can be and be as transactional as i can be and i think that recognition that ultimately my current um, relationship in my current job is transactional I'm doing just that because I do have to give my manager credit he's amazing he's been very understanding and he's been very accommodating um and he allows flexibility so I do appreciate that about him and if I'm like if anything even if I don't stand for the values um of the company which I knew I didn't stand for before joining I at least stand for his values I stand for his accommodation I, I stand for him showing genuine concern about me and my personal well-being when I was going through um, a lot of the personal issues I was going through in the last few months so I'm like I can at least transactionally return the kindness is given to me by at least being um, as present as I can be and at least taking time to respond to my emails and clear out the queries and trying to be more responsive I don't have to give them my high vibration because really it's transactional so the vibration and the exchange of energy really isn't that isn't that high right so I just now I'm learning to ensure that if I just stay on top of responding to my emails that's more than enough till I can fully transition out of the role (laughs) But yes, guys, yeah, I'm curious to hear from you. If you resonated with this episode, I want you to share it with someone you know will appreciate some emotional and mental stimulation. Ultimately, the aim is to get connected in our vulnerable space where, guess what, it's okay to ask questions, plus take inspired steps that allow us have the life we want by doing the things we love. Before I leave, I want to challenge you to do something you are passionate about within now and the next time I get to speak to you. And on that note, Aurelua signing out with so much love. Take care, guys.